It wasn't my phone that woke me up, but my wife. She's always been a lighter sleeper than me, and even though I had it on silent, the constant stream of notification vibrations was making the phone shuck and jive all over the nightstand. Honey. Honey. Honey! I came awake to a rough shake accompanying the words. Yahua, I managed blearily. Your phone! Somebody is blowing you up! Must be my other girlfriend. An old joke, wildly inappropriate considering what was to follow. Mm-hmm, she mumbled, already well on her way back to sleep. I checked the bedside clock, the red LED showing 3 a.m. on the nose. Weird. I leaned awkwardly, half awake, and grabbed my phone, and had to do a double take when I saw the notifications. 186 texts, 93 missed calls, and one emergency notification? What the actual fuck? I thought, okay, this is a dream. Must be a dream. I don't even know 186 people. Okay, must be a natural disaster on the way. Or did Kim Jong-un launch nukes at the West Coast? Shit. With slightly shaking hands, I thumbed the official notification, expecting the worst. I held my breath. Do not look at the moon. Wait, what? The feeling of surreal vertigo intensified. The logical part of my brain was continuing to insist that this was, this must be a dream. Must be a dream. Must be. Shut up. Shut up. I whispered to myself, climbing out of bed. I was awake now, fully, rigidly awake, and so I decided to take my phone to the living room to investigate further. Plopping down on the couch, I started scrolling through texts. Curiouser and curiouser, I mumbled to myself, looking at the texts. None of them from numbers I recognized. Some of them, not even from phone numbers. Entries from numbers with only eight digits, or six, or two. Entries with letters and numbers mixed together. Entries with letters and numbers and Chinese characters mixed in. Emojis and symbols mixed in. My disquiet was growing steadily. I clicked the first message. Wow, look at the moon. It's so big and beautiful. Amazing, isn't it? So, okay, my brain responded. Not a dream. A practical joke. Someone is messing with me, with my phone. I wonder if my wife is in on this. I clicked the next text. It's such a beautiful night tonight. Just look. The moon looks amazing. It's so big. Look at the moon. Wow, it looks so cool. Look, honey. Something about that honey sent a chill up my spine. My wife, shaking me awake, popped back into my mind, unbidden. Look at that moon out over the water, honey. It looks so huge, so close to the horizon. Why does it do that? It's such a beautiful night, honey. Look. Wow, the moon looks awesome. And as I was reading these, I realized I could hear a voice speaking the words. Quietly, like they were coming from very far away. Repeating. Looping over each other, blurring, speeding up, slowing down, warping. Look at the moon. Go outside. Look at the moon. Go outside. Look at the moon. It's a beautiful night. Go look at the moon. Mustering all the calm I could, I set my phone face down on the couch. Some still logical functionality commanded me to turn on the TV. Turn on the news. Yes, 
Normalcy. Emergency broadcast system. Yes, that's a good idea. I turned it on. Keep it it's 3 a.m. It Surely happens. more than a minute has passed, but it says 3 a.m. right there in the corner of the screen. 3 a.m. PDT. And even though it's the middle of the night, there's Anderson Cooper, and he's staring at me. I swear he's looking right at me. And suddenly turning on the news seems like it was a really bad idea. West Coast residents are being warned tonight not to look at the moon. Authorities are warning that looking at the moon might destroy your life and could unravel the very fabric of reality. Ben, do not look at the moon. I pressed the power button again on the remote and the TV shut off. Heart trying to thud its way out of my chest, I stood and walked back towards the bedroom. Somehow I knew before I opened the door that my wife would be awake, and she was. She was sitting up, her face lit by her screen. I shouldn't have told you to look at the moon, honey. I'm sorry. Wait, what? Are you? Are you in on this too? What is going on? She looked down and started crying. I'm sorry, honey. I'm so, so sorry. I rushed over and sat down hard on the bed, right in front of her. Sorry for what? I demanded, panic seizing control of me as I grabbed her shoulders. Sorry for what? What the fuck is going on? Sorry for what? She stopped crying and smiled. Her eyes were far away, glazed, almost robotic. Oh, wow, she said. Wow, honey, it's such a beautiful night tonight. Just look at the moon. I let go of her shoulders and stood up. I walked calmly out of the room, out through the living room to the hall, to the back door. I threw it open, feeling like my arms and legs were moving on their own, like I was merely a passenger. I could feel my pulse in my ears. I stepped out into my backyard. I tilted my head to the sky, and I looked at the moon. And then I remembered. God help me, I remembered. Driving along southbound on Coast Highway, coming home from a long night. She was tired, dried sweat had warped her perfect hairdo, but she still looked radiant. Face lit by the dash lights and, of course, by the moon. She had sung her heart out tonight, the crowd had eaten it up. She was a bright shining star tonight, hanging out there seeming mere inches from the horizon, the big swollen full face of the moon, just about to set. Oh wow, she said. Wow honey, it's such a beautiful night tonight, just look at the moon. And I did. I took my eyes off the road and I did. She was right, of course. It was beautiful. I sighed. And then I heard an awful sound, like a loud pop, and we were upside down, flying, weightless, like somehow we had been pulled by the moon into space. The car was full of weird things floating through the air, coins, a pen cap. Her mic had even floated in from the back into the front. I had one last look at her face. It was still transitioning from the marvel at the beauty of the moon to the shock of the crash. I tried to reach out my hand, but I seemed to be moving through jello. The moon filled the windshield, seemed to get even bigger, brighter, turned the sky white, 
turned the whole world white. I wept a little then. Not as much as I would later, but a little. You know the rest, I said when I had regained my composure. I came out of the coma. I woke up here. The officer stared at me, and I could tell she was struggling to keep her face impassive. She felt bad for me, but she didn't want to. I'm sorry for your loss, she said, looking down at her notepad. She hadn't taken down a single word of it. Can you tell me again how much you'd had to drink that night? I sighed again. Could I? No, not really. Quite a few. Too fucking many. No, I answered. No, I, I don't think I can. She nodded. You're going to need a lawyer. When you're ready to get out of here, I mean. I looked down at my broken body. Just a mess of wires and tubes and casts. Yeah, was all I could muster. She stood and walked toward the door of my hospital room. She put her hand on the door and without turning, she asked, Do you think if you'd obeyed her warning, you'd still be in the coma? Yes, I said quietly. Yes, I do. Yes.